0: Well, hello there, this is Dr. Ed Hill with another episode of This Week in the Word. Today we've got a special treat. We're going to focus on what actually happened in the Christmas story. Let's take our Bibles and let's turn to the New Testament. That's toward the last half of your Bible. And we're going to go to the Gospels. And the easy way, if you're somewhat new to the Bible, the easy way to find where we're going to be is find the Gospel of Matthew, and then you will see the Gospel of Mark, and then the Gospel of Luke. So it's the third book and and the third gospel in what is called the New Testament in the Christian Bible. So let's go to Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 20 from Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, and this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the angels returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Now, we've just read the Gospel of Luke, chapters 2, verses 1 through 20. And we're going to look today at what actually happened in the Christmas story. So, we go back to verse 1, and we see that the... a a season, a time came to pass in those days and the leader of the known world, Caesar Augustus, decided that he wanted to levy a new tax on the entire world that he reigned over. And Luke, who has been validated by other secular historians as well as by theologians, is one of the most accurate historians of antiquity. Luke is considered to be a meticulous historian, has never been proven to be factually wrong. He said in verse 2, and he was a medical doctor, by the way, but he said in verse 2, under the inspiration of the Spirit, that this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Now for many years, decades, scores of years, long, long time, secular historians and even theologians for years said, well, you know, there's, there's no record of whoever this Cyrenius governor of Syria was. We don't think he actually existed. And they kept saying that over and over until one day... An archaeologist Spade turned over some dirt, and guess what they found? They found a plaque that was, uh, something was dedicated to Cyrenius, who was governor of Syria, and he was governor, I think, and um, I'm doing this by memory, not once, I think not even twice, but something like three or four times he was the Roman governor of Syria. Well, you know, What do you know? Luke is right. God doesn't lie. God never makes errors. So, this is framed up within a period of time that we know of historically. And there was such a tax during that time. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. So, Joseph had to go as well. He was living in Galilee at the time, if you remember He was um, engaged to Mary and Mary had uh, surrendered herself to the will of God to be the virgin mother of the Lord Jesus Christ who would be the Savior of the world. So Joseph, in essence, was the stepfather, so to speak, of Christ. But his new family now has to go register as well. So, Mary has not delivered Jesus yet, so they go out of the city of Nazareth, they go into Judea, you know, up toward Jerusalem, and they go to the city of David, and and that's Bethlehem. It's the same Bethlehem, by the way, that still exists today. Why did he do that? Because everybody had to go back to his own city, right? Well, that was... That was where his family line was from. He was in the line of King David. He was in the line of royalty. And also Mary was in the line of King David, the line of royalty. And Mary was going to bear the great king, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, verse 5, they go to be taxed, and Mary is going with him, and she's just about ready to have that baby. Verse 6, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Now, you ladies listening who have born children yourself, you know that when that time comes, that baby's coming, whether you're ready or not. And the Lord Jesus Christ, the time had been come for him to be born, and he would be born just where the prophet had Predicted he would be born in Bethlehem. Verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Now sometimes when we read this story we say, Wow, wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Well that was very common. There was nothing all babies were wrapped in swaddling clothes. Well, that wasn't the sign. <clears throat> and laid him in a manger. <laughs> because there was no room for them in the inn. So Joseph had found the best shelter that he could find in that city that was filled with travelers because of everybody traveling to be taxed and so forth. And Mary delivered the Lord Jesus Christ in basically a a cattle stall. And I, I would assume that there were possibly goats and Donkeys and cows, sheep, all kind of livestock possibly in that manger. But basically Christ was born and laid into a a feeding trough in essence. And that would be the sign that's going to be given to the shepherds because this you did not see every day. That is a newborn baby in a cattle stall. In a feeding trough, verse eight. I mean, how could you miss that sign, right? Verse eight. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Oh, well, they were they were guarding these flocks from you know mountain lions and wolves or whatever might want to take them. And by the way, Bethlehem was not that far from Jerusalem. And remember that in Jerusalem, sheep would be offered as sacrifices for sin. Remember that. Well, these very, very probably were flocks that were used for those offerings. I mean, the symbolism here is overwhelming. They were keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, this didn't happen every day either, friends. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. You remember back in the Old Testament when, when the tabernacle existed and they, the Jewish people traveled through the wilderness, and they knew God was with them because He was as a cloud shielding them in the daytime from the hot desert sun, but at night they could see His glory over the Holy of Holies, that pillar of fire, that was the Shekinah, the glory of God. And that same glory is around them now, and they were sore afraid. That's a polite King James English way of saying, they were freaked out. Can I get a witness? And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold... praising God and saying, Glory to the God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. You know, we can't live in, in a miraculous experience every minute. It It's there when it's there and then we return to life. The angels said, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us. Now, I was listening to a message by Dr. John MacArthur on Grace to You, a great Bible expositor, by the way. And um, I learned a lot about Herod and we may talk about him in coming weeks. But, I also learned something from um uh, uh, man i can't can't remember his name now, Pastor Graham out at uh, Prestonwood Preston Wood Baptist Church in uh Texas there, and I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Jack Graham, Pastor Jack Graham, but he was talking about shepherds and Basically, they were like the lowest rung of the employment ladder in the Middle Eastern world. If you had to be a shepherd, life is, life is bad for you. It's, it's tough to be you. You're a shepherd. And they were not considered especially trustworthy. Um, they were just the lowest of the low. They were absolute nobodies. Even people who were nobody would not give them any credit. <laughs> they were that low. They had a tough job because of their job and all that it involved and living in the field with the sheep. They were considered ceremonially unclean. Uh, you know, they really couldn't go into the temple and worship like they, um, they, they might want to because they were not clean, literally. And it is to this group, the lowest of the low, God the Father chose to first reveal the birth of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Even that probably freaked them out. Wow! And what started out as an experience of fear soon became a journey of faith. So they they went. They went to Bethlehem. I mean, they were right outside of it. They probably didn't have to walk very far. And so they went to Bethlehem to see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us. Wow. Do you realize that only a very few miles away was Jerusalem? The high priest was there, the Sanhedrin, all the rich people lived there. Um, You know, the who's who of Jerusalem was there. That's not the people that God the Father revealed Christ to. It's not to say that those people can't be saved. They can be. But the point I'm making is, God the Father started out with the lowest of the low, the nobodies, the unknowns. And this was overwhelming to them. So they they wanted to see what had been made known to them. Verse 16, had heard and seen as it was told unto them. I mean, that must have been quite an experience to be chosen by God. You know, Here's Mary chosen by God to bear the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's Joseph chosen by God to be the stepfather to his son who would be born on earth. Here are the shepherds who are chosen to be the first witnesses to Jesus Christ an amazing scene here. And uh, wow, wow. You know, as we close out, I want to share a true story with you that I hope will be a blessing to you and help you be a better witness and and me to be a better witness as well. Let's go back into chapter 2 and let's read in verse 10. Uh, We have read that. And But we're going to read it again a third time. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, and lying in a manger. I think back to the animated story, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Now, I'm old enough, as some of you are as well, to actually remember when that was going to be a brand new show on CBS around Christmas time. And I, I believe the year was around 1965, I believe. But I was in grade school, and I actually remember watching that on TV. But for those of you who are younger, let me tell you the whole story behind that, which I think will give you courage to witness to Christ. When Charles Schulz was a young man, World War II was going on, and he knew that he was going to be drafted. And sure enough, he got his draft notice to... Joined the army on the Sunday before he was to leave for basic training in the army he attended a church I believe it was actually the church that he normally had gone to as a as a child and a young man and in that church service Charles Schultz gave his life to Christ he met Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord and so with that encouragement and faith, he was able to go off to the army during World War II. Well, guess what? His faith in Christ held, and he, he was saved. He remained a Christian, and as you know him, he, he was a great animator, and he came up with the character Charlie Brown, based on someone that he had actually known as an adult and he turned it into Charlie Brown being a child, just loosely based on that person that he knew. So he came up with the idea of a Charlie Brown Christmas, and he worked on it along with his graphic artist, his blandishment team, Um, a graphic blandishment artist or something like that, as it's called. If you read the credits to a Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, you'll see it like that. Our family watches that every year. And just in a few days from now on Christmas Eve, we'll all watch it again. And it it always brings tears to my eyes. And it's even doing that right now. And here's the story. When he completed basically the, the first version or first draft of that cartoon, he took it back to the executives at CBS and showed it to him, And he was just so excited about it. He was sure they would love it. They hated it. They told him, they said, hey, there's no way that part about Linus getting up on the stage at the end where he says, lights please, and the spotlight comes on him. And he, he quotes this passage here. He quotes, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So Linus quotes that, and then he says, That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Well, the executives at CBS said, hey, that's got to be cut out. This is way too religious. We don't want that in there. You know what Charles Schultz did, that veteran soldier? He said, it's not coming out. Then CBS said, then we're not going to buy it. We're not going to put it on. And Charles Schultz said, great, but it's not coming out. It stays in and you use it like it is or you don't use it at all. CBS caved. They, they did the right thing. CBS said, oh, okay, and they put it on. And so, since about 1965, millions and millions and millions and millions of people all over the world have heard Linus say, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I'm so proud of Charles Schultz. I'm so glad that he did not deny Christ. I'm so glad that the Lord backed him up and that this story, the Christmas story, is even told through Charlie Brown and Linus in the Peanuts gang. I hope, as we've read this today, perhaps you have actually heard it before Christmas. This, this will deepen your enjoyment of this season and your love for Jesus Christ. And hey, if you know that you're not a Christian like Charles Schultz realized he was not and about to go into the army, call out to Jesus Christ who is a Savior for all people. If you call on Him, He will save you. Merry Christmas. God bless. And now you know how it actually happened. Thank you for listening in today. I'm just delighted that so many of you have enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to 2019 with you. This one's been a little longer, but I hope it's been a little better. God bless you, and Merry Christmas.